It is impossible just to be content. It is possible to always be free. There will always be a level of sacrifice in your life of freedom. There will always be times where you have to rock up and do the things and you have to exercise discipline. And that is part of freedom, right? It's a, it's a paradox. The pathway to freedom is discipline. Hello and welcome to another season of Unashamedly Human, the podcast. My name is Emily Chaborn and this is your safe space to explore how weird it is to be human. Yes, we talk about mindset, manifestation and spirituality, but we do it through the lens of our humanity. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I love you very much. Before we get started, I would just like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which I record this podcast today, the Boonarong people of the Kulin Nation, and I pay my respects to elders past and present. Hello and welcome to another episode of Unashamedly Human. My name is Emily Chadbourne. I'm recording this from my friend Rochelle's house and I'm about to jump onto an Instagram live because sometimes I find it much easier to record podcast episodes when I'm live with an audience and I can't overthink and I can't pause the recording and I can't go back and edit and it just has to come out my mouth the way it's going to come out my mouth. So enjoy this episode. So thank you all for joining me live, those of you who are, and I would love to talk today about something that happened this week in my life and it's made me really contemplate these concepts that we throw around quite a lot in the personal development world, right? This idea of freedom and this idea of living in a space of contentment and the natural assumption that we have when we hear words like freedom and we hear words like contentment, the natural assumption is that sounds like a life that is easy and it's in flow and we're going to start using some more buzzwords, and it's like manifesting gold, and it feels like it's solution-based and problem-free, and it's just connected, and it's fun, and it's joyous. And those things are absolutely true. And because nothing exists in its singular form, everything has an opposite. Everything has a counterbalance. There is a flip side to every single coin. Whilst freedom and contentment have all of those sort of buzzwords attached to them, the journey towards freedom and contentment, the decisions that we need to make in order to create freedom and contentment can often feel like the fucking opposite of that. <laughs> it can feel crunchy and it can feel hard and it can feel conflicting. And I think there isn't enough conversation around the juxtaposition of the emotions that we have to experience on the pathway to a life that feels free to us and keeps us as much as possible in the experience of contentment. Because I think if we start flattening things like freedom and contentment to mean one thing, we're always going to be disappointed in our pursuit of them. Does that make sense? Because it is impossible just to be content. It is possible to always be free. There will always be a level of sacrifice in your life of freedom. There will always be times where you have to rock up and do the things and you have to exercise discipline. And that is part of freedom, right? It's a, it's a paradox. The pathway to freedom is discipline. I know that sounds completely counterintuitive, 
But it's the truth. If you want freedom in your life, you have to be disciplined with your finances. It doesn't matter how much money you've got, you've got to be disciplined with your finances. If you want freedom of your body to be able to move your body, to feel strong in your body, to have a healthy body as much as is possible, because I'm very aware I'm talking as an able-bodied person right now, But in order for me to have freedom in my body, I have to exercise the discipline of going to the gym and of walking and of eating good, healthy, nutrient-rich food instead of just doing the easy thing like sitting on the sofa and eating a pizza. So this life that I think we're all striving for, whether it doesn't matter what we are trying to manifest in the material world, right? Whether it's more money in our bank account, whether it's career progression, whether it's an ideal relationship, whether it's business freedom, right? Business freedom and time freedom and location freedom. All these freedom buzzwords that we have floating around the internet quite a lot at the moment. Ultimately, what we're asking for is our own sense of freedom, our own experience of contentment. And the pathway there can sometimes be really fucking uncomfortable. So total paradox, right, Shana? Absolutely. I know that you've had some personal experience of this recently, right? We think we are working towards a life of freedom because we think that's what we want. But sometimes the journey to get there feels so not like freedom that we realise that the freedom is actually not in the destination that we originally thought it was going to be at. We realise there are freedoms elsewhere. And sometimes we need to course correct on that pathway, 100%. So let me tell you a little story about my wife, Um, and I hate to be that person, but I can't tell you all of the details because I signed an NDA, but um, this week, in fact today, I was meant to be on set filming something for a television show, and I can't tell you what the television show is, and... It wasn't like my, it wasn't like my own Oprah show or anything like that. It wasn't anything that exciting, but it felt like an adventure when I applied, and it felt like it was going to be a good idea. And my friends all riled me up, and we all decided that this would be a good jaunt. What fun to go on this TV show! And um, and then the time came, and last weekend I was trying to prepare myself so. We're in launch at the moment for a program called Finally, which is all about empowering women to consciously and purposefully and intentionally create a life that they feel contented in and that they would consider to be a freedom type lifestyle, whatever that looks like for them. And I felt over the weekend like I was at capacity. I felt like my energy around the launch was lacking because so much of my bandwidth was going in managing my fear and managing my emotions and working out what I needed to wear and worrying about when I should fake tan and how I was going to get there and what it was going to be like when I got there. And I'm not going to lie, my period's about to come, so I'm feeling bloated and I look in the mirror and all I can see is a troll staring back at me. And the whole experience, the whole experience around it was beginning to feel so gross Oh, there we are. We're back. Sorry. I um, nudged the microphone. It's very sensitive. Anyway, so the whole experience around going to Sydney to film this TV show was beginning to feel so crunchy and so uncomfortable. And I had all of these stories whirling around in my head, right? I had these stories like, you're just nervous. This is just a tight butt moment. You can manage your fear. Why aren't you managing your fear better? 
um, you know, you're a mindset coach for God's sake. You know how to do this work. Why are you so freaked out? You are more than capable of doing these things. You are more than capable of taking the action. And like, I was kind of like berating myself because I was in this space of real conflict between actually genuinely, I, I do want to go and I do want to film for this TV show and recognizing that there is the potential that that is going to be a really great opportunity for me for a number of reasons that I can't explain right now because I can't tell you what the TV show is because I signed the NDA and feeling like I can't let people down I couldn't I couldn't not do it because that's not how I've been brought up if you commit to something you follow through that's the way that um we create safety and love and connection in my family right like the idea of saying that we would do something and then just not showing up or not doing it is just, no, absolutely not. And that's been a blessing and a curse for me my entire adult life, right? Because it does mean that I follow through and it does mean that I show up. But sometimes I don't know when to rest. Sometimes I don't know when to call it. Sometimes I don't know when to go actually for my own welfare. I'm going to say no to this. Anyway, so here I am on Sunday. I'm having like this full meltdown because I'm a human being and human beings often have meltdowns and my bandwidth is maxed out. I can't make decisions. I can't make simple decisions. You know, when you've got so much going on in your brain that a very small and simple decision can send you so far over the edge that you end up in a puddle on your kitchen floor, rocking your dog backwards and forwards and being like, how is this my life? That was me on Sunday. Unashamedly human, that was me on Sunday. I couldn't work out what to wear. I didn't know what to pack. I was freaking out about the launch. I knew I had all these sales emails to write and I wanted to film content. I didn't know when that was going to happen. To top it all, I'm climbing a mountain, Victoria's tallest mountain, on Saturday and I hadn't prepared anything for that. I still had to get my hiking boots and I had to get poles and it was all so much. And then on Sunday evening, I went round to a friend's house because I knew I needed to tap out. I knew I just needed a moment not rocking on my kitchen floor and I went round to my amazing friend Suzanne's house and I walked in and I just like word vomited all over her living room carpet. And I was like, this is a little, And she said, why are you doing this TV show? What is it that you want from the experience on this TV show? And I can relate guilty of being completely unhinged on occasion. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. As if, as if I do not trust people that do not get unhinged. People who don't have adult tantrums, I'm sorry. There is something wrong with you. You're either a sociopath or you're a liar. One or the other. Of course. I, I do love an adult tantrum. Love a meltdown me. So my friend Suze was like, what is it that you wanted to experience as a result of saying yes to this TV show? And of course, there's a story in my head that is like, this could be an amazing opportunity for you. And if you don't take this amazing opportunity, then you're never going to get another opportunity like this again. And you could be really screwing yourself over. And this could be your big break. I don't know big break to what. I don't know what big break I'm expecting. Um, You know, this could be like this golden opportunity and you're just going to waste it. So there was that story playing. Then the other story was you can't let people down. You said you'd go. Um, You know, you have to follow through. There's no way that you could not follow through. And then I was like, yeah, but why did I want to go on the show in the first place? Like, why did I say yes in the first place? And the reason wasn't any of those things. The reason was I just wanted to have a fun and exciting life. I want to do random things. I want to collect great stories. I want to meet new people. I want to push myself out of my comfort zone. I want to create a life for myself that feels big and bold and adventurous. And there are some times when I look at my life and I think, oh, I just feel like I've been doing the same thing over and over and over again. Like the last kind of 
couple of months have just kind of like bled into time and am I really doing anything of note you know am I really like am I waking up in the morning and being like whoa this is happening this month and am I going to bed at night being like oh my god I just did that massive thing and I felt like I hadn't done enough of that this year and so in all of my wisdom I was like well I'll just go on some random tv show that that will solve that problem and then Suze reflected back to me that that is not what life what a what what a contented freedom-based life is necessarily about and I think sometimes the internet likes to convince us that a worthy life has to be this really big life and that a worthy life has to be us kicking these massive goals and pushing ourselves so outside of our comfort zone that sometimes we end up in a puddle on the floor and like being extraordinary and who said that a good life had to be extraordinary because actually the moments that I feel most at peace and the moments where I feel most content and the moments where I feel most connected and the moments where I feel most sense of freedom are in the moments that aren't big. They're in the small moments. They're in the quiet moments with my friend. They're in the sound of a bonfire crackling and the sound of my friends laughing and the smell of burning marshmallows. Those are the moments where I feel most alive. So what was I chasing? Like some kind of like adrenaline junkie? Like I was trying to prove something to the world that if I was in launch for, for this new program and I flew up to Sydney to film this TV show and then I flew back to Victoria to climb Victoria's tallest mountain, that my life meant something? That I meant something? And in that moment, I realised that my intention behind doing the show was misplaced and I wanted to do the show... And if I do the show, when I do the show, I think I'm still going to do the show, which is why I can't tell you about too much about the show. But I want to go and I want to be sparkly and I want to be my best self. And I want to know that I'm wearing this outfit that makes me feel fucking amazing. And I don't want my period to be around the corner because I don't want to feel bloated and I don't want my skin to be patchy. And I don't want to feel like a troll when I look in the mirror. I want to go on that TV show and I want to be the best, sparkliest, funnest, most expressive version of me that doesn't have this launch hanging over her head and isn't constantly thinking about sales coming in and isn't worried about whether or not that sales email has been scheduled properly and isn't about to go and fucking do something so physically demanding like climb Victoria's tallest fucking mountain what was I doing what was I doing oh geez and then Suze turned around to me this is all happening on Sunday night by the way it was a roller coaster it was a whole day I'd also spent three hours in Chadston trying to find something to wear and had a complete meltdown there as well so believe me this was an emotional day right so then Sue said don't do it and I was like I'm sorry I just threw up in my mouth and dribbled it down my chin and she was like you can say no you can choose your own contentment over everything else. And that was a challenge for me in that moment because my ego went, I can't say no! I can't back out now! What would my dad say? What would other people say? Like, my ego screamed bloody murder at me and god thank god for friends like Suze because Suze saw it happen in my face 
And she turned around and she said, that voice that you have just heard that just showed up on your face, that is not the voice of God. Now you can substitute the word God for whatever you want. You could use the word universe. You could use the word angels. You could use the word intuition. You could use the name Brian. I don't give a fuck. I call it God. Okay. Nothing to do with religion. It's just that voice of love. It's the voice of knowing. It's the thing that's bigger than us. It's the thing that we can't explain. It's that whatever consciousness is that doesn't make any sense to us. It's inspiration. It's intuition. It's imagination. It's what makes the world go round. It's the tree falling from the leaf and it's the deer giving birth. I don't know where a fucking deer came from, but this is where we're at. And Sue said, the voice of God is only loving and kind and the voice of God only wants for your greatest joy and your highest good and if you are forcing yourself into situations that are for your greatest joy and your highest good then even though it feels hard and even though it can feel like, fuck, I've got to go and climb Victoria's tallest mountain at the weekend. Oh my God, what am I doing? Like, it still feels congruent. And when we are trying to contort ourselves into situations that are based in ego and not based in the words of God for your highest good and your greatest joy, then it will feel like you are bullying yourself. And that's how it felt. I felt like I was bullying myself. And then all the other stories came. Like, oh, I'm going to let my friends down because my friends were really excited about me going on the show. And I actually told and texted a couple of friends. I was like, I, I don't think I've got the capacity to do the show. And all of my friends were like, you're Emily Chappell and you can do anything you want. You preach this all of the time. And I was like, oh my God. And then again... Suze had to bring me back to the words of God, my God, my intuition, my love, my, my, me being the very best friend for myself that I could possibly be, which was, of course I could do it. Of course I could physically do these things. But will it lead me to a place of contentment and will it lead me to a place of freedom in my soul? And the answer was no. And this isn't about not doing things. This isn't about not doing scary things. I do scary things all the time. I put myself in uncomfortable situations all the time. I push myself outside of my comfort zone all the time. My butt is constantly clenched. I am a tight butt woman. That's not the point. The point was I had to take the very uncomfortable action and it was more uncomfortable to choose not to do it than it would it would have been easier to do it the easiest thing this is it the easiest thing would have been for me to get on a plane and go to Sydney that would have felt more comfortable to my emotional body it would have felt more comfortable to my ego it would have been way more easy for me to make that decision than it was to follow the decision of my soul and so the decision that I had to make to lead me to my place of freedom and contentment was really uncomfortable. And it felt like I was letting people down. I cannot listen to the external voices. I have to give more weight to the voice inside of me than the voices externally to me, which meant I had to be really strong. So when my friends were like, oh, Em, but come on, you can do it. You're, oh, you could, like, how can we help you? All you need to do is one, put one foot in front of the other. My 
reaction to that had to be no. And I don't need to explain myself to you and I don't need to justify myself to you and my worth is not dependent on your opinion of me. I am not getting on the plane and I am not going to Sydney and I'm not doing it this week. There will be another time and there will be another opportunity and if fate or universe or God or whatever it is that you want to call it has something in mind for me, then it will happen anyway and I cannot live my life in the fear of my decisions. I can only live my life in my conviction of my decisions because that is where my freedom lies. That is how I tap into contentment. So this actually has nothing to do with whether or not I got on a plane. It's about whether or not I can trust myself. It's about whether or not I can manage the stories of my ego that tell me that I'm a loser for not going or I've missed the biggest opportunity of my life or people are disappointed in me. That is freedom. Freedom isn't in, I've got so much money in my bank account that I can go and get on a plane and go wherever I want, whenever I want, because I've also got time freedom and I've got location freedom. That's not freedom. That's just lifestyle. And the journey towards that lifestyle is full of things that don't feel like freedom. But that's not what freedom is. Freedom is having the conviction to know what is right for you at any given time and to take the action for your highest good and your greatest joy, even when that action doesn't feel good. It's a paradox. I get it. But the better that you get at mastering that paradox, the easier your life begins to feel, even paradoxically, when it feels like it's crunchy and when it feels like it's a bit hard. So my invitation to you today is to start thinking about where is your level of contentment at? Where's your level of freedom at? What are the things in your life that you are agreeing to, that you are pushing yourself towards, that you are doing because you think it's going to get you somewhere and you think that somewhere is going to give you some kind of emotional experience and can you actually create that emotional experience for you right now? in the situation that you already have, in the life that you already have, in the resources that you already have available to you. And what are you doing? How are you contorting yourself? When are you saying yes when you mean no? When are you saying no when maybe you should say yes? In a bid to try and keep yourself safe or try and keep yourself accepted or try and keep yourself in an emotional state that you think is going to bring you a sense of peace when actual fact... It might be that you need to do the opposite thing to give yourself the identity of somebody who is free to be the fullest expression of who they are at any given time. And this is the work that we're going to be doing inside finally. For those of you who have signed up, I cannot wait. There are so many of you I know who are still sitting on the fence, who are still thinking about it, who are still wondering about whether or not it might be right for you. And the work of finally is all about learning how to step into this space of empowerment, right? It's about how we manage our mind, it's how we take full responsible and and how we sorry, how we take full responsibility for ourselves and our emotional state and how we create self-mastery and how we regulate our energy so that we can be in a empowered state to make these sorts of decisions for ourselves and our lives. 
And the byproduct of doing this work is that often we find ourselves empowered in our finances and we find ourselves taking better charge of our health and we find ourselves feeling more loved and respected in our relationships and we feel more confident, which means that we grow our businesses with a bit more ease and we say what we need from our workplace and have our needs met and negotiate more money. All of those things are byproducts of this work. But the work itself is all about knowing what we need as individual women to create a life where we feel content and where we feel free. And sometimes on the journey to that level of contentment and freedom, we have to make decisions that feel really crunchy and we have to say things that feel really gross. And we have to ask ourselves, who do I really wanna be in this situation? Even when the easiest thing would be to be who we think other people want us to be in those situations. And this is what freedom is. This is what freedom is. And so if that's something that you would like to start looking at, we are starting on Tuesday, doors close on Monday. Um, It is a six week course, it's live with me. There's no real age limit, but I will be really honest, I tend to work with women who are 40 plus because we have a very specific set of conditioning from our childhoods and from our societal conditioning growing up. We were born to boomer parents, God love them. We missed the technological age. We are in the crossfire generation of the life that was before the internet and the life that is now with the internet. We were teenagers in the 90s, so we all have various body issues of some kind. Um, And yeah, we're also the first wave of adults to be aging in a society that is very anti-aging. We've got a lot to decondition ourselves from and so much of this work around empowerment and so much of this work that is all about experiencing contentment and freedom is about deconditioning and it's about recognizing these stories and it's about taking charge of the mindset that we have inherited many of us so you know if you're 35 of course you can join but just um just be aware that a lot of the marketing around my brand these days is targeted to women 40 plus because I know what it is to be a 42 year old woman and I know what it is to be not young and not old and to suddenly feel like the high street's no longer talking to me and to be you know looking in the mirror and seeing this woman who is now middle-aged and asking myself some really serious questions as a result of that you know, questions that didn't seem so serious in my 30s and questions I didn't even bother asking myself in my 20s now are actually really fucking important to me. Um, you know, am I happy? Is this what is is this who I want to be? Is this how I want to live my life? And um, yeah, really dealing with when when there is resistance and when it feels crunchy and when I see parts of my life that I know need work. Do you know how to do the work? You know? because we all end up in puddles on the kitchen floor sometimes. That's the normal, natural part of life. This isn't about never being in a puddle on the kitchen floor. This is about being in a puddle on the kitchen floor and then being like, ah, something's not right. There is tension here that needs to be addressed. And I need to be able to unpack what is going on in my mind, in my soul, in my physical being, so that I can make sometimes the tough decisions that need to be made to come back to my place of peace, contentment and freedom.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Unashamedly Human, the podcast. I really appreciate your listening. If you have loved this episode, please share the shit out of it. Tell all your mates, go and whack it on your Insta stories and tag me, M. Chadbourne. And wherever you are listening, if you could rate and review, I would very much appreciate it. You're a legend. 